You are listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose, the food business talk show that shares with you the reality of what's happening in the food and hospitality industry. I am on a mission to help as many people as possible grow and build successful food businesses. Each week on this podcast, you'll get useful information, top tips, as well as what's really happening in the kitchen behind the scenes. Let's get on to today's show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets. I'm your host Naomi Rose and this podcast goes behind the scenes of the food and hospitality industry talking about all things baking business, cafe, bar and just sharing what I've learned in my experience of being a cafe, bar and bakery owner which I actually got into five, just over five years ago now when I quit my nine to five job because I wanted to do something I loved. And I didn't want to be the person that sat behind their desk in an office doing something that was okay, that limited me when I wanted to do something I was really passionate about and loved. So that's why I did it. There wasn't really any massive amount of knowledge. In fact, I had no qualifications. I never run a business before. I didn't actually know anything when I started. It was a real massive learning curve for me. But This is what I'm going to be talking about today on the podcast as to why you don't need qualifications to start your baking business. Before I get into that, I'm just going to remind you about my pricing masterclass I've got coming up on the 30th of January this month. So it's going to be on how to price your bakes and make a profit. So many of us are really passionate about baking that we end up undercharging and over delivering because pricing is a bit of a mystery. There are so many different prices out there. Trying to work out what is right for your bake is a real minefield. Well, this is what this masterclass is going to do because I really struggled when I started and I'm going to make it really simple and easy because it is actually quite simple and easy. If you don't know, you don't know. So come and join this masterclass. It's at 8pm UK time on Tuesday the 30th of January. If you can't join live, that's no problem because guess what? You're going to get a recording and you're going to get a workbook. So I'm going to give you everything you need to know so you can confidently price your bakes to the right price for you. Today, why you don't need qualifications to start a baking business. This was one of the things that stopped me for a very long time of doing what I wanted to do because I didn't feel I had the right knowledge. I didn't have the right amount of knowledge. I felt like I needed more knowledge before I could possibly start my own business. I felt like my baking was, I was a home baker. I wasn't a professional baker. I hadn't gone to Cordon Bleu. I hadn't trained at a patisserie school or anything like that. I just felt like it wasn't enough to start my own business. I decided to stop making that an excuse. So it became an excuse. So I call it procrastination procrastinate learning. How many times do we go out and think I've got to learn a bit more before I'm, I could possibly do that or I don't feel qualified enough to do it? It's all about your own self-confidence in what you can do. And I felt very much like I couldn't do it because I wasn't perfectly qualified and there's so many pe- people better at it than I would be. But guess what? There are always going to be people that are better at it than you are. What do we call our perfect idea of what we bake? What is that perfect idea that we've conjured up in our head? Because there is no such thing as perfectionism. We try and do it, but actually uh, whatever a perfect cake is. I mean, if you go and look at 
a whole variety of cafes, bars or bakeries and you try different drinks and different things, you'll find that there are some things that you love and there are some things that you don't love. It's all subjective. It's really up to you. When I, I'm going to go back, back a few years now. So long before I began getting into the world of baking businesses, I trained as a classical musician. So I started as a classical musician from a very young age because that's what you do in the classical world. You start quite young because that's just the way it was. I trained as a classical musician and one of the biggest things I always really struggled with. So I went off, I did all my all my exams, all my grades in several different instruments. So I wasn't just one instrument, I did several. And I went off to do music at A-level and then I went off to do music at university and I did music performance. And the one thing I really struggled with, so I went to a contemporary arts college. The one thing I found really hard when you're a contemporary musician, because you're not necessarily going to be the best technical person or have those best skills, but I always really questioned everything because you get into this point where you go, well, what do you class as art? How do you, how do you judge art? Because there is no judge. It's subjective. It's what you like and what you don't like. The same way that some people like music, some people don't like the same music. It's all subjective. And I found this really hard when I was being assessed for my performances of what they classed as qualified enough to get my grades at university. So it's like, well, I'm playing a contemporary piece of music, which some of the contemporary arts that went on around me were stuff that I wouldn't necessarily like. It wasn't to my taste, but doesn't make them any less of an artist just because they did that. Just when you, it's the same with baking, though. This is what I'm, the point I'm trying to get at here. It's all about the same thing. So what chocolate cake you like might not be what someone else likes. But why are you stopping that from starting your business? Because if you've got a product that you want to sell and that you know you can make money from, you don't need to get more qualifications. You don't need to figure out how to perfectly do that buttercream. The worst thing you can do is not share it with the world. So I'm going to talk about how you can get past that feeling of not feeling good enough, not feeling qualified enough, feeling like you need to go and learn how to do that or you need to go and learn how to do sugar flowers. I did none of that. <laughs> I, I have no idea how to make sugar flowers, by the way. There are plenty of people that are really good at that. What I wanted to do was share my passion for baking. That was it. I didn't have to be the best. I wasn't the worst. I didn't have to be the best. But I stopped that feeling like I was not enough. I got that out of the way and I just went for it because I had an idea. And how much of a disservice would I have done to my customers if I hadn't just gone for it? There are lots of people that loved what we did. Lots and lots, despite not having those qualifications. There's some people that didn't. That's fine. There were plenty of other businesses that would appreciate their support. So you don't have to please everybody. But if you've got something that you really want to share with the world, don't do a disservice and not share it. It's like going to a party and not bringing out the birthday cake. Why wouldn't you? Do the same with your business. So this is what we're going to do. This is, this is about getting out of our own way, not worrying about whether we can perfectly do that buttercream. The only way you will learn in business is by doing it, just giving it a go. Messy action is better than no action. If you constantly stop yourself because you're feeling like you need to be perfect at something, you're never going to get there. You've got to let the little stuff go. 
being going back to my musician analogy, I don't just pick up my cello and have the ability to play a piece. I practice it over and over and over again. When I was in university and I was practicing for assessments and exams and things like that, sometimes I would play the same one line for three hours a day for about two or three weeks until I felt happy with it. And still, I wasn't happy with it in the performance. But that's just what you do. You just keep going and trying again and refining and getting better. The first day of my baking business, when of, of my baking business, of my cafe and bar, when we first opened that, was hugely different from where we closed. The food we served was nowhere near the standard of what we ended up with, but it got better with time. We got better with practice, but we needed to take that first step to know where we could go from and just sell it. If you've got an idea that will work, just go for it. The only, the only way you can get past that, and this is all to do with your own mindset. You don't have to be perfect at it, but the worst thing you could do is not take the action and actually sell and actually do it. You don't need to be qualified. There is no, you need the right licenses, of course, but there is no qualifications that will make you a successful business owner. You be a successful business owner by taking action. So you can be the best cake maker. You could have all the qualifications, but if you're not out there selling it and pricing your cakes and marketing your cakes and getting visible out there, you're never going to be a successful business. So there is so much more to business than being qualified. And you don't need a certificate on your wall to prove you can do all of that. A lot of it is just logical, practical steps that you need to take to get your business to where it wants to be. And if there are skills you want to learn, that is not a problem at all. But don't let those be the things that stop you from doing what you love. Because you'll never be 100% happy with everything you do. (laughs) It's just the way it goes because most of us on the whole like to be perfect at what we do. Everything you're going to do in your business is going to be learning. You're going to get more information that's going to inform you to do more. So here are some of the things you can do to not worry about having the right qualifications and perfecting things. The first one I want you to think about is what are your goals? I've talked about this so many times, but this is about being strategic with your business. As a business owner, that's what you need to be. As a CEO of your business, because that's what you are, regardless of whether you're doing all the roles, because it's just you, you are a CEO, you have to think about what your goals are. What are you trying to achieve with your business? Where is it going? These are the things that you that will really, really help you not worry about the qualifications because you're putting in a direction. So we're back in the car, we've got our sat nav and we're traveling forwards. We know the destination we want to get to. And that's what your goal is. It's giving you that destination. So you know what you want to achieve with your business. You know, you might need to learn some new stuff, but you don't necessarily need that certificate on the wall. So there is a big difference between getting a qualification and actually learning on the job. Really think about why you're not moving forward in your business. If this is you and you're really struggling thinking, I just need to learn how to do this. I need to go and get this qualification. There is, like I say, there's nothing wrong with having the qualifications and there's lots of talented people that have got qualifications and do very well in business. But equally, you don't need to do it necessarily to start your business and be successful at it. There are plenty of high-level chefs that are Michelin star that have never been to culinary school. They've learned by doing things. 
So this is why we're going to put the goals in place, because this will give you a sense of direction of where you need to travel to, of where you want to go with your business. What are you trying to do? What is it that you're trying to do? But this will really help. The next step that then you would do, once you've got your goals, you then put a system in place to get there. So this is your action plan. And the great thing about having an action plan is it's not something that you kind of write and then put on the shelf. You can call it, you know, if you do a business plan, these are the same things. But an action plan is the steps of how you're going to get to those goals. So you're going to break it down because when you've got a step by step document, like a recipe, we're going into the recipe analogies now. (laughs) I'm full of analogies today. But if you've got a recipe, you've got step one, step two, step three. It's exactly the same in business. We've got what we want to make. We know what we got to do to get there. Now we've just got to do the method. We've got to work out the step-by-step guide on how to get there. And every step, like you would do if you're making a new recipe, involves learning, adapting and changing. Because sometimes recipes work on the first go. Sometimes it takes a couple of attempts to get there right. And it's exactly the same in business. So you might set a goal. And I've done this. I've got plenty of goals that I've not hit. But I've got plenty of goals I have hit. But the great thing is I know what they are. So even if I don't hit it, I can go, well, why didn't I hit that? Was I being unrealistic or do I need to change it? But I had a system in place to know how I was going to get there. Then if I didn't hit a goal, I look at what my action plan was to get there and go, actually, that that was not going to be achievable. Or maybe this was pitched with the wrong messaging to the wrong audience. Or maybe I just didn't get enough visibility on that one product. So I really thought hard about actually just putting logical steps in place to get to those goals. Let me give you an example. When I entered Britain's Best Loaf Awards, it was a bit of a let's see how we go kind of thing because we'd only opened the bakery. I think the bakery had been open about three or four weeks when I entered us into the awards. It wasn't a matter of kind of going, right, we're going to perfect it. But we, we, what we did was we went, right, I've entered you in. The awards are in April. What are we going to do? So we're going in there. We're not expecting necessarily to win, but what products are we going to make? What are we going to practice that we sell on our shelves? What is it that we want to really put in there? So I put an action plan together to go, I want to go to Britain's Best Local Awards. So that was the goal. So we got an award we wanted to go to. So we put a plan in place to make sure we did the best to get there. Because even though we didn't necessarily think we would win, we knew what direction we were heading in. And we thought, well, we're going to give it our best shot because we want to get some really useful feedback. That was a goal, to go get feedback, learn and improve for the future. As it happened, we ended up winning, so it was a great success. That was a goal. I didn't need qualifications to get to that award. I just entered. I just did it. Even having only opened the bakery three or four weeks, very, very new, I still did it because I saw the benefit of going to an event like that, networking with other bakers, I'd get far more information than if I went and studied a qualification by doing that event, by learning from people that were doing the job. That's how I approached it. By having the goals and putting those action plans, those systems in place to get you there will be far more valuable than any qualification you could have on the wall. The next point I'm going to make, and you can probably see there is this theme running through today's podcast, is it's all about your own mindset. Often we feel like we need more qualifications because we lack that confidence. We don't have that self-belief that we can 
actually do this without being have that justification of something that says we are actually as good as we think we are. But self-belief and motivation comes from within. If no one if no one believes in you, who is? You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe you can do it. I had so many doubts, so many doubts when I was first starting out about my ability, about how I was going to do it, which is why I had my my goals, I had my plan and I had my step by step because I knew as long as I took every step as it comes and I could adapt and learn, I would get there. And it's what helped me keep a strong mindset despite all of those little inner critic voices that kept coming in saying you're not good enough. People on Facebook complaining that I was opening a cafe and those niggly doubts used to come in saying, oh, not another cafe in town. I'm like, this is not just another cafe. This is my cafe. So you have to really have that strong mind, that confidence that you can go, you know what? This is who I am. This is what I'm bringing to the table. If you don't like it, that's absolutely fine. You're not my customer. But there's plenty more around the corner that will love my brownie or love my bread. That is the mindset you're going to have to have to run your business. It's all about resilience. I talk, I, a lot of people talk to me about resilience. I work with mentors now that one thing that comes up across any business owner is that resilience because it's what keeps you going. It keeps you driving forward. Have in the forefront of the mind, of your mind, of why you are doing your business. What is it that is driving you? Why do you want to do it? Write it down somewhere that you see every day. Maybe it's above your oven in your kitchen. Maybe it's somewhere, but just keep yourself reminding yourself as to why you're doing it. It's most likely that you've been baking and people love what you do. So you already know what you do is good. You've just got to believe in yourself. And this is what's going to be crucial. It's okay not to know all the answers. No business owner goes into business knowing all the answers. What's not okay is to not do it. If you've got a great idea and a great product and people love it, the worst thing you could do is not take action. Give it a go. You will learn as you go. You don't need the qualifications to start with to do it. Just try it and see how you get on. If you feel that you're someone that like, well, I don't believe that's necessarily true. I feel like I should be more qualified than I am. Go and Google, go on to Instagram, go on to Facebook and see how many home bakers that have opened up cafes, bars, bakeries, have successful wedding cake businesses, don't have professional qualifications. There are hundreds, hundreds. So why is it that you need them? I'm going to leave you with that for, but I'd love to hear what you think. You know, what's stopping you from moving forward in your business? Do you feel like you just don't have enough knowledge? If you don't feel like you're a good enough baker, that's not necessarily the case. You can learn as you go, everything you can learn. If you struggle to know what to do in business, then, you know, come talk to me. This is what I know. I know business. The reason I was able to start my cafe, bar and bakery is because I understood business. I had a good knowledge. I had a good background. I had a huge career before that. That helped me then grow my business. If you're really struggling to kind of go, well, I've got I've got an idea. I feel like I need to be more qualified, but I just don't really understand how a business works. Grab a power hour with me. I do them. They're £100. One power hour. We can get a lot done in an hour. It'll be a really great investment for you. So come and chat to me. Let me know your thoughts. What do you struggle with? Do you feel like you just don't have the confidence to do it? Do you worry about all of those sorts of things? Let me know. 
And don't forget my pricing masterclass on the 30th of January because I'd love to see you there. Link will be in the show notes. That's it for another episode of Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets. I'll be back again next week with another great episode that hopefully you'll find useful. But if there is a subject that you would really like me to talk about, DM me and let me know. I am Baking Boss or Naomi at BakingBoss.net. I always love to hear from you. As ever, folks, have a great week and happy baking. Thank you for listening to Baking Boss Kitchen Secrets with Naomi Rose. If you're enjoying this podcast, then please do give it a review. And don't forget to subscribe and follow. If you want to get some useful resources, then do visit my website, bakingboss.net. And give me a follow on social media at Naomi Rose Baking Boss and I am Baking Boss. We'll see you on the next episode.